What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. I am your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I am joined by my co-host, Shelton's very own, Tyler Pacholke. Before we start the show, we appreciate you all so much for listening to us on whatever platform that may be. Be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Also, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review the show. That really helps out as well. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on all social media platforms and follow us as well at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. On this episode of the Sports Kingdom Show, Tyler will reveal this week's TSK Show NFL Power Rankings. We'll also discuss our biggest surprise and letdown from Week 8, and then we'll preview Week 9 in the NFL with our picks of the week. All this and more on Episode 218 of the TSK Show, coming up right now. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 218 of the Sports Kingdom Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Scholar. Joining me as always, Shelton's very own. Tyler Pacholke, what's up, TP? How are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. October's October's in the rear view. Yes, your birthday month is come and gone. November's here. Can't believe it. 2022 is almost here. Uh, t- time is flying. Moving. I just always think last year was 2019. Still, I know. It's crazy. In my head. And with, <laughs> Trust me, and with the news today in the sports world, I <laughs> still feel like we're in 2020. It's uh it's been a long two it's been a long two years, twenty twenty. Yes. Um but speaking of a long two years, it's been a long fantasy football season for me. Um, uh, but it's starting to maybe turn the corner. There you, you can always, you know, you can always flip flop your record, you know, at at a halfway point. Yes. So I started the season 0 and five in the TSK show league, but I got my third consecutive victory this week, beating Sean Sweeney thanks to two goose eggs from Robbie Anderson and Emmanuel Sanders, as well as a very light performance from Travis Kelsey. So I really lucked out, but a win is a win. Yep. It's my third W of the season after starting 0-5, so maybe it's turning around. Unfortunately, I only scored 118 points, so uh, my, my team definitely has some work to do with, with was scoring some more points, but got the dub. Exactly. So I'm 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 pretty yeah. happy with where I'm at right now. Not necessarily thrilled or satisfied because there's still a lot more work to do, but I'm just trying to stay out of that bottom two so I can stay in the running. Yep. Hey, for that number I'll, one overall pick. I'll tell you this. Out of fourteen teams, I've got the most points of of all every team, highest scoring team for total. And I've got one more win than you do. Yeah, four and four. Well, the thing is, so literally one game, you know, I'm the I'm the second hottest team in the league right now, and I'm going up against Kieran this week, who is the hottest team in the league. He's won five weeks in a row. He was he was. um, There's been a lot of trade 
chatter going yeah. on between teams back and forth. And he, uh, I forget, uh, I think it was Alex hit up Corey and he was like, man, I really like your trade offer. And Corey's like, I didn't offer you a trade. No. <laughs> but it's because Kieran's team name is I'm Corey's team. Yeah. So for the second year in a row, we've got an idiot call, call on their team after another idiot. So people don't know <clears throat> whose team it is. But yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah. So how, people how, don't even know who they're they're negotiating with. But that's that's what happens when people decide to name their team name. But I didn't, I ended up taking a loss by point seven. Oh really? I didn't see. Alex, I, I was the too... winless. The, the so Alex got his first dub of the year against me, and he won by point seven points. It went down to the very last play because Kansas City's defense, um, like Honey Badger, had yeah. an opportunity to get a tackle. If he would have got one tackle. Like, I had an opportunity to win it all the way up until the end of Monday Night Football. So, I was too worried about my game. I had no idea what was going on around the league. There's a lot of close games this week. So, Sweeney had two goose eggs going into Monday Night Football, and he needed Travis Kelsey to get 10 points on Monday Night Football against the Giants at home. And I think he ended up with, like, 2.8 or something like that. And so, I mean, I was sweating bullets all Monday Night Football because I was completely done. All Sweeney had left was Travis Kelsey, and that was the only player left on the board for either of us. True. No, I mean, I, I would have thought that that was an L. <laughs> I thought it was an L. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, there were, there, it was, a, it damn, was a wild. You, yeah. you really were Alex's first win? First win, and I lost by less than a point. That's crushing. Yeah, it was, it was pretty wild. So I'm four and four. I'm just I'm barely hanging on, but I'm putting points up. There's a lot of teams that are four and four. Yeah, we've got ten teams at five hundred or more. Damn. Yep. Damn. That's com. And only one only one team with one loss. Yeah. So, so so every so there's so there's nine teams with two, three, and four losses. So Corey's seven and one, Brett six and two, Blake and Chad are five and three, and Kieran is five and three. You, Steven, Sweeney, Nico, and Jordan are four and four. I'm three and five. Eric, Walsingham, and Derek are two and six, and then Alex is one and seven. You guys are definitely still in the mix. You know what I mean? With all these four and four teams, people start taking some losses. Oh, yeah. There's going to be room to move. Yeah. I mean, mean, you really are. You're a game away from, like, the group. Exactly. And, I mean, listen, if – I win this week. I'll be four and five. If you lose this week, you're four and five. Yep. And I'm playing the number one seed. Exactly. You're playing Corey this week. Yep. And I've got a tough, I've got a tough bye week this week. I've got three Tampa Bay players. Oh boy. And then I've got TJ Hawkinson. So, but I like it. It's not, my roster is nice. I mean, I, I, I feel good about my team. You know what I mean? All right. Well, how are you doing in the in the Blue Dog League real quick? Are you, are you doing well in that league or not? Uh, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm doing well. I got another dub. I am also three and five in that league. Okay. I'm looking All to right. make a trade. Try and, um, I've had I've had a terrible luck with um, injuries in that league. And then Derek Henry was on my team in that league. And oh, was kind of like holding it on. And now I lost him. Oh, but man. I had Russ in that league. Jeez. Yeah, I'm two and six in one of my other leagues. And then I'm four and four in my third league. So. It's it's really been a whole wide array of emotion, wide array of emotions for me for fantasy football. Um, but 
All right, we got a lot to talk about tonight with the NFL. We're also going to be doing another episode after this, so make sure you turn tune into episode 219 where we talk about everything going on in the NBA. But before we do that, we're going to talk about everything in the NFL. But I got to let you know that this episode of the Sports Kingdom show is sponsored by J Diamond Estates. For all of your real estate needs, whether you are buying, selling, or looking to rent here in the Los Angeles area, contact Jacob Diamond at 818-451-8539. Or you can check out his website, jdiamondestates.com, DRE number 020-68311. I'm just about that action, boss. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. That's why we took the damn field. I'm just here, so I won't get fired. Great cash, homie. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. That's as good an effort as I've ever seen in my life from a running back. Don't you ever talk about me. Wilson. Toward the end zone. The hold is down. The kick clears the line. And Greg Zerline sends the Rams to the Super Bowl. Are you kidding me? Seattle's going to the Super Bowl. It's my quarterback. All right, Tyler, it's time for you to reveal the next iteration well, of the TSK Show NFL Power Rankings. Uh, this was a weird one just because there's there's some injuries that have happened to a good teams, so I can't, you know. I'm going to start it out with number 10. We'll kind of explain where my mindset was here. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to start off with number 10 with an asterisk. Uh, and it's almost an honorary number 10. Oh, no. Is the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Interesting. And essentially why they're at 10 is because without Brett Favre, or, geez, Brett Favre. Wow. Without Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> uh, without Aaron Rodgers, they're not a top 10 team. And and it looks like they're not going to have Aaron Rodgers this week. Yeah. And with, with Aaron Rodgers, they might be the best team in football. But uh, but I couldn't put them at number one without Rodgers right now. Uh, so Green Bay, they get the honorary 10 spot because really they're not a top 10 football team this week. Okay. Let's All be right. real. We'll, we'll talk more about Aaron Rodgers in a little bit. They're going to have they're gonna have either Blake Bortles or Jordan Love. Well, Jordan Love, I believe, is going to start. But oh. I know Blake Bortles did fly out to Green Bay to yeah. sign with them. So that's not a top 10 football team. So we'll, we'll put them to the side for now. Um, and then number nine, I'm going to go, this is another team that's kind of, it's tough to judge right now, but it's New Orleans Saints. Okay. Like, I think if Jameis isn't hurt, it's like easy, like they're probably up a couple of spots, but without Jameis, obviously, you know, Taysom Hill is a good player for them, but is he a starter? You know, is he a, we clearly we, saw they went with Trevor Simeon. We, we can wait. Exactly. It just seems like. It just seems like Sean Payton's not showing the confidence in him when it comes to like his snaps at quarterback as that it, you know, his He sees him as a specialist. Let's be as, real here. Yeah, as his salary indicates, but he's just not paid like a specialist. Yeah. So um it's kind of a weird situation in New Orleans because I think that they're a really good football team. And if they get any production out of the quarterback, they're they're like a, a, you know, even better than a number nine team. But Right now, I think it's fair to say they're a top 10 team, uh, even though I do have some concerns with them 
moving forward without Jameis Winston. Especially with the news of Michael Thomas being out for the rest of the year today. Michael Thomas, yeah, but it's been it's been damn near two years since that guy's been a factor for them. Right, and we saw crazy. what they we yeah. saw what they were doing without him. Yeah, this it, year so far. It, yeah, exactly. They they're what five and two. Yeah. Um. So I I I do like the Saints. I picked them to to get yes, the big did. the big upset this week. You did. Uh, I like that. I like the competitiveness of the Saints football team and Sean Payton and their leader. So uh, I'm going to roll with them at number nine. Uh, these next two are are you know there's probably there's probably a way to argue them not in the top ten, but. With all the injuries and people not playing for these top teams, this is kind of almost like a war of nutrition is starting to set in. Yeah. Uh, between COVID and injury, so at number eight, I've got the Chargers. Okay. They're 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 not really doing anything too crazy. They're coming off of a loss to a team that I think they're better than. They're four and three, uh, but I think just moving forward and week in week out, this is a really good football team that everybody's kind of afraid of. Uh, they they haven't sustained any any massive kind of like season altering injury. Um, Eckler's out there, Herbert's out there, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, um, uh, Jared Cook, and and uh, we got Derwin James and Bosa, Chris Harris. So they they've been they've been solid, and I think that just being a healthy football team moving forward, they are danger. And the AFC West is completely up for grabs. Like I, I outside of Denver. I think that we we don't know who's going to win that. And uh, speaking of the AFC West, I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs at number seven. Um, they just traded for a Melvin Ingram. We'll see if he's got anything to offer. Um, lately, it seems like these defensive guys that are getting cut and going to other 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 teams, they just don't pan out. Yeah, the Packers just it, got Jalen Smith. It just and it's yeah, it just doesn't you know Jadavion hasn't necessarily panned out, and he kind of bounced around. Um, it's just. It seems like once the players, there, there's obviously something we're not, we're not seeing. Like I remember Melvin Ingram as a certain guy, and JJ Watts now out for the season with a, a, an injury again. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean the the when when I started looking at all the good teams in the NFL, it was it, they were they're really banged up. There really is like, I think there's like five or six really good healthy teams um, in the NFL right now. So they they're obviously have kind of my favor moving forward, but. Uh, I'm going to put Kansas City at number seven, even though they've kind of struggled. Uh, I think a lot of teams or a lot of people would have them outside of their top ten. But um, I still believe that at four and four, they can make plenty of moves to win the AFC West. They still have plenty of talent. Andy Reid's a great coach. He's been through adversity before. So I like I like them to try to figure it out and iron out the details. And on top of that, they've they've been able to stay relatively healthy. Um, coming in at number six, I got the Baltimore Ravens. Um, one one of the kind of, I would say one of the funnest teams to watch in football right now. Lamar Jackson has kind of finally found that connect with Hollywood Brown. has has had a great year. The whole entire running back core got injured, and they've they've continued on um, kind of as normal. They've beaten some really good football teams, and and I just like uh, a Lamar playing at an MVP level. The Baltimore Ravens are always going to be in the mix. I don't necessarily think they're they're as good as these next five, but they're definitely right there in that same category as competitiveness. Uh, number five, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> okay, you weren't sure about that. No, nah, no. Nah, uh, 
Well, because I, I like four and five uh, equally. I think they're they're really good football teams. I'm gonna stick with what I would have, with what I rocked. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, they've they've managed again. Kind of the theme is they've managed to stay healthy. They've managed to continue winning games. They're dominating the NFC East, and they're and now they're they're in a spot where they could win the NFC uh, with with one loss. Tampa Bay's taken a couple now. Um, Los Angeles has a tough. Los Angeles and Arizona have a tough division um, left schedule left to play. So Dallas is really set up nicely to win the NFC right now. They they kind of they control their destiny if in and so does the Rams and the Cardinals. But uh, they've they've got a good path to be the number one team in the NFC. Uh, and then at number four, I've got the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. Um, Arizona Cardinals, I think, you know, take, finally taking a loss as, as shown, you know, they're, they're a really good football team, but I don't necessarily think they're the best football team, um, in, in the NFL losing JJ Watts, a bummer, but I don't think it's necessarily going to change their season outlook. They're Zacherts is only going to continue to get better. They seem to, to continue to get better. James Connors come on strong, uh, the last couple of weeks. Um, so, you know, I like, I like Kyler Murray all those wide receivers that can kind of continue to play well. They're going to battle it out in the NFC West. I, I ultimately, I don't think that the the Cardinals will have enough juice to beat the Rams in the NFC West, but Arizona is going to be a tough wild card matchup. Definitely. That's going to be, I mean, any, any of these NFC West teams uh, in the last couple of years have been tough wild card uh, matchups, but Coming in at number three, I've got what I would consider the top AFC team in the NFL right now, and that's the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Um, I kind of I spoke about it last week, but as far as like moving forward, what I really like is that the weather's going to get bad. Home field's going to get better for them. They've got one of the best crowds in football. They've got a quarterback playing at an MVP level, and on top of that, he's a cold weather guy. So. If they can continue to uh, control again, um, control their own destiny, win these football games, hold on to home field advantage, similar to the Packers. If Buffalo gets home field advantage, it's just it's just such a massive advantage for those guys. It's gonna be really it's gonna be a lot harder for them to travel to you know Kansas City or Los Angeles or Baltimore or any of these AFC teams. I, I think. I think Buffalo needs to take care of business moving forward, get that number one seed, which it looks like they're going to do. Um, now the top two, this is a tough one. <laughs> Tampa Bay is coming off a loss though. So I'm going to go Tampa Bay two. There we go. And I'm going to give the Rams the number one spot. Yes, sir. With, I'll, I'll kind of skip to the Rams first. Um, I mean, getting Vaughn Miller was a big, big time get. Big, I mean, big time get. The biggest get. Yeah. Big time get. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't know what defenses are going to do. It's, they're going to have – you're going to have to double team both these guys. It's going to force teams to leave a running back to block. I mean, it's you're, you're going to need six to block this pass rush, even if it's only four guys. It's, uh, it's just such a clutch pickup to it. Already great defense. Um, they've also managed to stay healthy relatively. I know yeah. they had running back issues early on the season. They got Darius Williams coming back this week off of IR too. But it, so it seems, yeah, and it, and it seems like the production that they got out of Henderson was enough uh, for this stretch, obviously, to get to go seven and one. Yeah. Um. So and then Tampa Bay at number two, coming off of a tough loss to the to the Saints. 
I picked the Saints because I just felt like this was a good this was a good setup to get like a dub. You know, they're 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 coming off of a a, a big time win where they kind of had to exhaust themselves. Uh, the Buccaneers, I mean, now the yeah. Buccaneers got to travel to a divisional foe. It, realistically, you're not going to go sixteen and one, so it worked out. I don't necessarily think the Bucks are a worse football team. I don't think less of them for losing to the Saints. Uh, because that was a good that's a good football team as well and and the saints played a hell of a game too so, yeah they did and everything I, right. and i knew and i knew sean payton would, would bring it i was super i was super happy to see the saints get that dub um so i'm gonna go with this week uh tampa bay coming off loss i, I know that they're gonna be all right they got a bye week this week so this week i'm gonna give it to to the rams as the number one spot we love it. All right, run it back one through ten. I'm gonna go Rams, Bucks, Bills, Cardinals, Cowboys, Ravens, Chiefs, Chargers, Saints, and then the Packers as an asterisk team. They're not the tenth best team in the league, but they got no they got no Rodgers this week. They got nothing. They got nothing. They got no juice. All right. Uh before we do our picks of the week, let's talk about our biggest surprise and biggest letdown from week eight. Uh, for me, I got uh, two biggest surprises and honestly two biggest letdowns. Uh, but first, the the one big surprise obviously was the Von Miller trade. But I'll really talk about what that means for the Rams when we talk about their game coming up against the Titans. Uh, my real biggest surprise on the field uh, in Week Eight, like you just talked about, Tyler, was the Saints upsetting the Bucks after Jameis Winston goes down with what turned out to be a season-ending knee injury. He tears his ACL, I believe has other damage to another ligament as well in his knee. Um, Trevor Simeon comes in, gets the job done, and at the end, obviously, I believe there was under two minutes to go, and the Bucks have the ball, and everyone's well like, all right, well, that's enough time for Brady to, to pull off something and, and get the job done like he has done so many times over his 20-plus year career in the NFL now, but... He ends up throwing a pick six, and this I I heard this on Pat McAfee's show, obviously, but he had Darius Butler on, who's Pat's former teammate with the Colts, but he's also a former Patriot and former teammate of Tom Brady. But Darius Butler said, anytime you have a chance to take a Tom Brady interception to the end zone, you take that bitch to the house. Yeah, no, there's no strategy involved there. Because everybody Forget was it. talking about care. everybody was talking about how the Saints player who got the interception should have gone down and not scored because it gave the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the ball again, and there was still plenty of time on the clock for Brady to to get something done. But it's like, no, this guy just picked off Tom Brady. He's taking that thing to the house. Like I'm scoring. There it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, my biggest letdown was was the Bucks losing to the Saints, especially with Jameis Winston going down. But I mean, hats off to the Saints, man. Yeah, I was, I was, I mean, or no, like sorry, I said, that was my biggest surprise. Excuse yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my I mean, and it, and it was. I mean, without with with kind of the questions that quarterback Jameis going down, Brady having opportunities, it was, it was dope to see the Saints pull that out. Well, and like you talked you, about, you didn't really ever, you know, most people didn't really think that the Saints would be able to pull that one. No, for sure. And, and like you were talking about in the power rankings a little bit, it's like he, Sean Payton, decided to go with Trevor Simeon, and it's like what's going on with Taysom Hill and it's just like that was a surprise as well and it's like yeah. they had invested so much money in Taysom yeah. Hill and and Sean Payton has talked so highly 
about Taysom Hill over the years and how he wants yeah. to use him and sees him as I be- he said the next Steve Young. Yeah, yeah. No, and so I mean, it's like just doesn't seem like he's got that ability. He must not be. He's he just can't be confident in him running the full passing package. Yeah. So it's it's interesting and it sucks for Jameis, but you, did you see the video of him after the game dancing in the locker room with everybody yeah, on the crutches? Yeah. Oh yeah. Now nah, Jameis, that that's a tough that's a tough injury, you know, especially because this team's playing well right now. Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll see what the Saints do moving forward. They could they could make a move. They could they could be potentially you know pick up a Cam Newton or something. Yeah, that hey, that that'd be interesting. But I don't know if that necessarily helps them because they're, they're looking for a pocket passer. Maybe see them make a move for Minshew. Or, well, or with some, the trade de- with the trade deadline passing, I don't know. It, yeah. It's going to have to depend on if someone gets cut so late in the season. Someone, but yeah, free agent. That's true. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, for for now, I guess Trevor Simeon, and we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So, what was your biggest surprise? Yeah, you know. Because um, you picked the Saints. That wasn't a surprise to you. Yeah, you know, this is more of a season thing, I guess, more than just this game. But I'm going to go with the Browns. Okay. Just just uh, obviously I, I hope for more out of them this year. I thought that they were a better uh, football team than 4-4. Four and four. Now they're not out of it, obviously. But, um, you know, they just haven't clicked. They haven't had impressive wins or losses. It's well, just kind you- of been – it's been bad. Uh it's just been bad kind of football uh, and it's turned into a, f- a 500 record because they're that good. I mean, they have football players. They're just not, they have dealt with well some injuries together. as well. Yeah. Losing Chubb and Kareem hunt. They're two running backs who were two of the best running backs in yeah. the league this no, year. No, no, no. They've had, they've been banged up and you know, they've had Jarvis and Odell problems. And, yeah. Well, the Odell problems I think yeah. are aside from injury as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's it, it, yeah, exactly. Odell doesn't even have anything to do with injury necessarily. He did that at the start uh, of the year, but, but. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just it's. I'm surprised that they haven't been able to put it together because of all that talent. Baker's finally got a coach that you know believes in them. They're running the football. They're not asking ba- Baker to do quite as much. But I think uh, Baker's with, the problem with Odell though. With what they're doing, they're just not doing enough. Yeah, I mean, it's too bad. You would you would think that. You would hope that those guys would have a good relationship, and he would try to get him the ball. Yeah, uh, it I mean, just hasn't happened. Did you see what Odell's dad did? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Put he put out an eleven minute video of just Baker completely missing Odell because Odell's wide open and Baker's just either not even looking yeah. at him or completely misses him. No, it it obviously hasn't been a a, a relationship on the field that's been prolific. No. Um, because it seems like a match made in heaven. You would think. Uh, so that's kind of why the Browns are, are my biggest surprise, biggest letdown. I mean. They're your biggest letdown as well? They are. I mean, I'm just surprised that they're only 500, I guess. It's not necessarily yeah. a letdown because they're not out of it yet, and they're still the Browns. So yeah. not being out of it is a good thing for the Browns. Yeah, well. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, the rest, the rest of the league, you know, as far as on the field stuff, well, there wasn't a ton of surprise. Like I could easily throw the Saints in as a surprise, but I thought that that, that was like the one game where I thought that that was an intriguing upset alert. Well, so I had two biggest letdowns, and one was the Chargers coming off a bye. They weren't able to beat the Patriots, and now yeah. they have lost two in a row, losing yeah. to the Ravens before, like the week before, thirty-four to six. Bill Belichick is now four and zero against first first time head coaches this year, and those are 
those account for all four of the Patriots' wins this year. So clearly the coaching is coming into play when the Patriots are playing first-time head coaches. And so, I mean, I was definitely disappointed in the Chargers losing to the Patriots the way they did with all of the expectations and the way that they had been playing. Obviously losing to the to a team like the Ravens I think is a little bit, I don't want to say more excusable, but more understandable given that the Chargers are such a young team and the Ravens, that core has kind of been together for a little bit and Lamar Jackson being there, Hollywood Brown, all of that. But losing to the Patriots with a, a rookie QB, but I mean, it, it was just disappointing to me to, to see the Chargers nah, coming off a bye nah, lose Chargers, like that. The Chargers should definitely have come off a bye better than that. And they should have, they have, they should be, they should have at least one more win than they have. Right. And then my other biggest letdown was after hyping them up so much last week, the Bengals lose to Mike White and the Jets, who Mike yeah. White was in for the injured Zach Wilson, and he ends up having the first start of his career, and he throws 405 yards and joins Cam Newton as the only player since 1950 to throw for over 400 yards in their first career start. He was the first Jets quarterback to throw for 400 or more yards since Vinny Testaverde through 481 yards on Christmas Eve in 2000. Jeez. So 21 years, thir- 327 total games since a Jets quarterback had last thrown for over 400 yards. That's insane. That is insane. So, I mean, the stadium. That's, that's just like <laughs> unreal in today's NFL. Yeah. The stadium was chanting his name after they ran the Philly special to to get the two-point conversion to win the game, basically. Nah, it, that that for sure um, was, was, was also up there with the surprises and that downs. I just wasn't high on the Bengals. I didn't put yeah, it in my no, top ten again either, but... But I was so high on it them was last like, week. It was like this, this, this game is like, see, I told you these guys are not legit. Well, but yeah. My, but Mike White, man, fun to watch. Dude, his jersey's going to the Hall of Fame. Everything, like, yeah. God, that's crazy. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, it's pretty dope. But all right, let's uh, let's make our picks of the week for Week Nine in the NFL. How did you do last week? Six for, and one. Six and one. Shit. Wait, no, that's not possible. We only had six games. Or uh, you must have went five and one. Yeah, must have went five and one. Because I went four and two. Oh yeah, you know what? I think because I was looking at my notes and I didn't. We scratched. Uh, yeah, we did scratch one game from last week. Yeah, we scratched. So, I did we did we talk about the Cleveland game? Yes. We, we talked about Pittsburgh and Cleveland. That yeah. was one of them. Yeah. So yeah. five and one. Yeah. So okay, I went four and two. I had Arizona and Tampa Bay winning, and then, uh, which was the only one? What what was the only one that you got wrong? Uh, Cleveland. Oh right, you had, yeah, right. Yeah. You had Cleveland. Okay. So all right, what's your overall record? Yeah. So okay, hold on. Let me fix this. Five and one, and now so now I'm thirty four and twenty one. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, I'm thirty eight and seven seventeen. Thirty four. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Five and one. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, 75 games. Yeah, because 38, 17, yeah? Or, or 55 games. Yeah, 55 Jeez. games. So, yeah, I'm 38 and 17. You're 34 yeah, and 21. Math's obviously not the specialty here. Nope, never has been. But, all right, let's 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 make these picks of the week. For the bye weeks this week, uh, it's the Lions, the Buccaneers, the Washington football team, and then, Tyler, you have a stress-free week this week except for fantasy football because the Seahawks are on bye. Yep. 
So lucky you. No, good, great week for a bye. <laughs> so, all right, let's start with Thursday night football because this Thursday night football matchup is the epitome of a Thursday night football matchup. You got two teams not really in contention at all. You got the New York Jets at two and five going to Indianapolis to take on the Colts, who are three and five. The Jets, although they're coming off that huge upset win over the Bengals, which we just kind of talked about already. And the Colts, they're coming off uh, a loss to the Titans in a crazy game that ended up going to overtime. So the Colts had plenty of chances to win that game. And Carson Wentz, I think, made probably one of the worst decisions in NFL history with trying to lob a ball left-handed as he's getting tackled basically in the end zone. And it goes straight to a Titans <laughs> defender and it, they intercept it. Uh, I mean, it was awful. Mike Greenberg said on the Pat McAfee show it was arguably the worst play in NFL history. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. That's a little harsh. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm just I'm just the messenger. But yeah, it was uh it was an awful play. But I mean, really it's crazy to see what's happened to Carson Wentz overall. I think since his injury against the Rams in the Coliseum. Yeah, yeah. And no, just the, no, the decline of his career. Never been the same. Yeah. But I I mean, I'm riding with Mike White in this game, man. I'm going with the Jets no, to win on the road. No, no, no. I'm going <laughs> T.Y. With Hilton's out. Like, he's got a concussion, so he's already been ruled out. He's just, I mean, T.Y. is probably never going to be that guy again. Probably not. And Michael Pittman Jr. has stepped up and played really well. As two touchdowns one. for him yeah, against the they, Titans. He's had he, he's had four touchdowns, I think, in the last four games. Damn. Um, so, I, I like, I like you know, they still got a good running game with Jonathan Taylor. Yes, I uh, know. That offensive line, so... I'm I'm gonna go with the Colts at home on a Thursday night playing against the Mike White. See, Mike White Thursday night football. My, he's my, gonna work some magic, baby. It could be good though. It could it could be good. I got I got a lot of I got a lot going on next or uh, in that game for fantasy. Oh really? Well, uh, Jonathan Taylor. Yep. And and then I got the uh, Colts kicker as well. And then I picked up. Man, never mind. I don't think it, I think the the wide receiver I picked up plays. For Atlanta. Oh, okay. Jets, not the Jets. All right. So you got you got the Colts. I got the Jets. So maybe some some uh a chance to to make up some ground for you. Yep. All right. Yeah. Now we got the Cleveland Browns at four and four. They're going to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals at five and three. Browns, they're coming off a tough division loss to the Steelers. Odo Beckham Jr. only had one catch against the Steelers and uh, people thought he might get moved at the trade deadline. Obviously, there was the news today. He tried to show up for practice. Kevin Stefanski said, you don't need to come to practice. So he went home. And uh, I think, realistically, Odell Beckham Jr.'s time in Cleveland is probably done. And I just it just begs me to ask the question, why didn't they just trade him yesterday if Kevin no, Stefanski it's, it's, was just going to yeah, send weird, him home from practice today? It's a weird situation. So I, I mean, I really just don't know what's going on. Yeah, and I mean, listen, Baker Mayfield, he's still dealing with his shoulder injury that he's going to clearly have to get fixed in the offseason, and the more he plays on that, the wor the worse it's going to get. It's not going to get any better, that's for sure. Um, Kareem Hunt still out. I don't, I don't really know what to make of this Browns team right now. Yeah, so, I mean, it's like uh, that. maybe, you know, getting Odell gone and moving forward without him is the best thing. I maybe mean, it is. We just need to stop. It, it just, you know, let's call a spade a spade, move on. Didn't yeah. It didn't work out at all. Um, they've got a lot of good, talented pass catchers still left. They've got Jarvis Landry, um, Hooper, and, and Joku are good receiving tight ends. 
He's always had a good rapport with Higgins. So, uh, and then, you know, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt will eventually come back. So they've got a lot of talent on defense. I like the Cleveland Browns still to, to keep fighting. Hopefully this Odell thing, moving past it and, and him not being with the team, they can just, you know, it just seems like if they can move forward from Odell and go out and beat the Bengals, like how much better would that entire locker room? And this feels like a tipping point. I mean, it definitely they, it, could it, be. It, it could be, you know, if they win this game, it's like it would be so huge. Everyone, it'd be all good. You know, we'd be, we'd be like, all right, we just beat the Bengals at home. We're five and four, and so are We're, the Bengals now. We've moved on. We've moved on from Odell. Like this is, you know, but if they go out there and get their ass whooped, and they're four and five, and 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 now they're licking their wounds, it it could go. This could be a bad year for the Browns real quick. Well, but I'm taking the Browns. Perfect. I'm, I'm going against. I'm going against that. I like them to kind of come together, Stefanski, Baker, and and all those players, um, without Odell, and and starts winning some games. Well, perfect because I'm going with the Bengals at home. I think they're going to be hungry to prove that last week against the Jets wasn't a fluke. Uh, I mean, with the way their season's been going, the development of Joe Burrow, the the chemistry that him and Jamar Chase have, him and T Higgins. It's it's really been fun to watch this Bengals team this year. Joe Mixon's having a great year as well. Um, I got the Bengals at home against the division rival. I left I left Cincy out of the top ten. I left the Raiders out of the top ten, and I just I I still just I think that those teams are fakers. We'll we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. So I like Cleveland. Get this dub. All right, moving on now. Here's a game we really want to talk about: uh, the Green Bay Packers going to Kansas City. Obviously, the Packers are seven and one. The Chiefs, they're four and four. The Packers are coming off a huge three-point win against the Cardinals on Thursday Night Football, where no one thought they had a chance with Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard not being available due to being in the COVID nineteen protocols. But Aaron Rodgers and the Packers were able to get a hard-fought win on the road, hand the Cardinals their first loss of the season. The Chiefs, they're coming off a three-point win over the Giants on Monday Night Football, but to me, a three-point win over the Giants is not what the Chiefs team needed. They needed to come in and dominate at home in primetime on Monday Night Football, show the world that they are still the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes and all of that, but they were barely able to squeak out a win against a, a clearly inferior team who was out their best player in Saquon Barkley, arguably. Um, I mean, Patrick Mahomes just clearly doesn't look right and We've talked about the defensive issues that this team has this year. Um, but the real story with this game is, of course, Aaron Rodgers testing positive for or reportedly testing positive for COVID-19. He's unvaccinated, which was news to everybody this morning, uh, because apparently back in August he had said he was immunized. But I think everybody just kind of glossed over that and thought immunized also meant vaccinated, but those are clearly two different words, two different definitions. Um, so he's unvaccinated, and because of that, he has to follow the NFL's quarantine protocols, and he has to quarantine for at least 10 days, and that automatically rules him out for this Sunday against the Chiefs. Now, obviously the question is, did the Packers know he was unvaccinated? Reports are that they did. Yeah, had to. 
but he's been seen unmasked in multiple different scenarios throughout the season so far, and that is clearly against the NFL's COVID-19 protocols for unvac- unvaccinated players. Yeah, he could be getting in trouble. The team could be getting in trouble. He could be getting in trouble. Yep. This is a wild scenario. No, it, it is crazy. I mean, to, to, to hear after ha- Halloween weekend, Aaron Rodgers has COVID-19. We saw the video they're of him one, on they're the Instagram. Hottest, they're the hottest team in the league. Seven-game seven win streak. And, and, you know, now now they're going to, you know, put this all in jeopardy. I, I'm no, gonna I like pick, what you did there with Jeopardy. I'm gonna put them. I'm gonna put them all. Uh, I'm gonna pick them to lose. I am picking them to lose as well. I mean, I think Kansas City is gonna run them over. I hope uh, so. And I think that this Rodgers thing, you know, he's gonna be back. They're gonna be back to winning football games. But Green Bay is for sure gonna get punished, and so is Rodgers probably. And it could turn into more than one week. Yeah. No. I mean, Rodgers could maybe be suspended. I think. Green Bay could possibly lose draft picks. I think I think, yeah. All of that all that stuff you're talking about is 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 in the realm of possibilities. And then let's I, I just don't know what the you know, I don't know what the the ex, the exact rule is, but I know Rogers has broken in numerous uh, you know, protocol rules. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, to think that they're gonna get away with just him being quarantined just seems unlikely. So it was reported that Rodgers had apparently petitioned to the league that he had gotten this homeopathic treatment from his personal doctor to boost his antibody levels that would fight off the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. But there was a invest like a like a, an investigation, I guess, done into the petition. Obviously, they had to vet everything. The league and the players' association had to go through this petition that Aaron Rodgers submitted. And the the league and the players association deemed it basically not like eligible for vaccinated status, like for him to be deemed yeah. vaccinated. And so he had to follow these unvaccinated protocols that the league has put in place. And he didn't. He didn't. So no, and that's too bad. And it just shows you that like this thing is just never going to be over. If it's if- crazy it's going to keep getting getting worse and worse and i you know i think covid will be around forever yeah and listen i mean i don't i don't knock aaron rodgers for being unvaccinated at all that's his choice his beliefs and all of that but it's just like if there are rules in place you kind of have to follow not kind of you have to follow them yeah yeah no exactly we talked about that with Kyrie it's like it, yeah, it's exactly. your it's your it's your choice to do what you want um but you have to understand that there are protocols and rules uh in life uh laws as well so it's you know you you, you have to you, you either have to choose to participate and follow the rules or not you know honestly and this is this is a completely off like football on the field topic but I'd be interested to find out how Aaron's teammates feel about it and if they think what he did was a bit selfish. Because I could see how they could think that what he did was yeah, selfish. Yeah, we, we kind of talked about this in the in the pre- NFL season preview about, you know, when we're talking about how everyone will have their opponent weekly and then the COVID-19 protocols and the COVID-19 itself. Like, right. So you're playing against all these different 
Right. Factors. It's like you're playing against your opponent on the field. You're playing against the COVID-19 protocols. You're playing against the virus itself because you don't want to get sick so you can play. Yeah, and, the, and then, you know, you always have injuries as well. So it's like you've got all, all these factors, and I think that we talked about how delicate the, the, the locker rooms are probably going to be because of the steps and measures that so many of these guys are going to to be safe and practice, you know, practice, you know, public health measures essentially wearing a mask uh doing all you know vaccination whatever you got to do uh for someone not to do it and then to get sick and then for them to most likely lose football games because of it there's going to be some animosity towards rogers definitely he's rogers so it's like he's probably you know he is one of the he's one of the elite athletes in the world so he's going to get a little less of it than most people would but it's still got to be there yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's wild to think about. And it's like, I know, because I was, I was obviously on Twitter a lot today. So when I saw that it was, like, it was reported that, in fact, Rodgers had broken NFL protocols for COVID-19 by not being masked in certain media availability or on the sidelines and all of that. And it's just like, there were pictures that people were posting of other players that are notably unvaccinated who are also unmasked in other cer- certain situations. So it'll be interesting to see if anything happens with those players. But I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a tough situation, man. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And then I mean, on the field as well, the Packers are dealing with Robert Tunyon tearing his ACL on Thursday night football, so they're going to be without him in this game against the Chiefs. Hopefully Devonte Adams can be back to come off of the COVID-19 list. Uh I believe tomorrow he'll be eligible to um Alan Lazard and uh Valdez Scantling both practiced this week so they could be returning but at the end of the day this team without Rodgers like we've said they aren't really much they're nothing they they really are they're they're a bottom feeder at best yeah so it's it's crazy but i mean Jordan with- Jordan Love could come in there and play well but it's like they're not a real threat Jordan Love's not not there yet we're gonna find out. I mean, I've I've watched him play, so I can't definitively say that. But I mean, he came I just in, assume a rookie quarterback is not going to give you the same production as an MVP, uh, a reigning MVP like Aaron Rodgers. You know. Well, he he came in in garbage time against the Saints Week One, but I mean, he can play. But it's like you know to have him back play a backup role for a year, you're setting him up for success. So um, this team is not the same without Rodgers. Yeah, so I mean, simple. we we said it already. We're going with the Chiefs, um, but it, this this situation with Aaron Rodgers, uh, it's definitely going to be something to monitor. But all right, let's let's move on. We got a few more games to talk about. The next one we'll talk about is the Minnesota Vikings at three and four. They're going to Baltimore to take on the five and two Ravens. The Vikings they're coming off a loss to the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football, and the Ravens they're coming off their bye. I got the Ravens in this matchup with the week off where they went into it with a bad taste in their mouth, losing to the Bengals 41 to 17 in week seven. So I think the Ravens are going to come out and try to make a statement. They saw the Bengals just lose to the Jets on Sunday after they just beat them. So, I mean, the Browns, they just lost to the Steelers. I think ultimately the AFC North is still very much up for grabs. So the Ravens definitely have a chance to make a statement in the division and, and, Moved to six and two, basically. We're after, covering every game of theirs. Yeah, we we really are. Um, so I mean, I 
I just think that the Ravens are a better team than the Vikings. They're gonna the Vikings are gonna need to really just play a perfect game if they want to have a chance against the Ravens. I think. No, I like the Ravens at home against the Vikings. Vikings are 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 definitely like a middle of the road team this year. They're not a bad football team, but they're not a good football team either. Uh, Kirk Cousins is is kind of the middle of the road production. He he's not he's not a, uh, like the Vikings. He's not horrible, but he's not great. They do have good skill players. I think you know the Dalvin Cook, the Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, and Thielen. That's that's really strong. Um, so they have the ability to beat people. But I like the Ravens this week. All right, and then uh, we'll move to Sunday night football and and just get uh, our our hometown team out of the way real quick since only the Rams are playing this week. But Sunday night football is going to be a huge. Huge matchup with huge implications, I think, because if the Rams lose and get their second loss, that leaves the door wide open for the rest of the NFC, I think, after everything well, that's that's gone on. Tennessee is another team that I didn't put in the top ten. Yeah. Because they're just not they're not a threat anymore. Yeah, I mean the Titans, they're coming off a win in overtime against the Colts, but obviously the story with them is the loss of Derrick Henry for potentially the rest of the season after having surgery on his foot. Coach Mike Vrabel didn't want to really put a timetable on it because he said he doesn't want to put pressure on Derrick Henry to come back quicker than he needs to or should. They 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 wanted they want him to be back 100% obviously like any team would. Um but I've seen some reports say that it's in the 6 to 10 week range so maybe he's out the rest of the regular season and could come back in time for the playoffs depending on where they're at. Um but it's with the foot injury, it just doesn't seem necessary to rush him back. Exactly. And He's too big and strong. Those foot injuries are tough to heal. With the way running backs are these days. Yep. Yep. Uh, this is too bad. I, I hate to see King Henry go down. Yeah, I mean, he was on, on this kind of season, but it is tough. The, I think the Titans lose this game. I mean, I thought and, the Titans were going to lose this and, game either way. I think that it's going to be it's going to be tough sled moving forward. McNichols is going to be a nice. He's going to get some nice production. Adrian Peterson will get another shot. Yeah, they just signed Adrian Peterson, so it'll be interesting to see what he's he can going bring to, be to the a table. Lot more Ryan Tannehill to AJ Brown and Julio Jones. Julio didn't play last week, so we'll see if he can play this week. It's another frustrating year for Julio Jones fantasy football owners like myself. Yeah, I think uh, I think the Rams get this one pretty easily. Yeah, and I mean, listen, the the story with the Rams, they're coming off a 38 to 22 victory over the Texans but realistically they were up 38 to nothing heading into the fourth quarter and then they took out their first stringers and put in the backups and that's when the Texans scored all of their points I'd honestly let Vaughn Miller just chill this week yeah I just be street clothes Dave get an Anthony Davis jersey Jesus Christ Tyler get an Anthony Davis jersey chill get out of here just chill Phil side for a week let him beat up on the ram let him Beat up on the Titans and then come back, get it done. Anyway, he could have, he could have an easy night off. Von Miller didn't play last week for the Broncos because he was dealing with an ankle injury, and then obviously the news came the day before the trade deadline that the Rams were trading a second and a third round pick, as well as being able to get Denver to play, to pay nine of his nine point seven million dollar salary this season, uh, and the Rams. Traded for Von Miller, and they said he he might play this week. Uh, he he practiced today, got in some work. Uh, he's still obviously getting familiar with uh, the schemes and all of that. Um, but 
I don't I wouldn't mind seeing him out there this week against the Titans, especially yeah, without course. Derrick Henry. Sunday night football. Once. Yeah, perfect time for a debut. But I mean, if he doesn't play, I want him to just be healthy for the for the long haul and for the playoff push and the Super Bowl run. Yep. Um but I mean adding a player like Von Miller to this team and this defense, to me, Tyler, is just another clear indication that that this Rams franchise is is all in and they're doing everything that they possibly can to bring a Lombardi trophy to Los Angeles. And as a fan, I can appreciate that approach so much because Los Angeles sports fans aren't a patient bunch. And this is like, these are the types of moves that it takes to survive as a sports franchise in LA. And I mean, we talked about the Kenny young trade last week and how Rams fans were kind of skeptical about it. And I was just like, yeah, I'm kind of skeptical about the trade, but also at the end of the day, Les Snead always seems to have a trick up his sleeve and he pulled this rabbit out of his hat and yeah, yeah. And now, getting a player like not, Von Miller. It's nice to like go the wheel a little bit and just trust in the process. Yeah. Um, and when your team's in the mix for free agents to want to go, because once you become a contender, you know, and you've got a franchise quarterback, these kind of these kind of free agent, um, you know, or prime, you know, prime time free agent signings or tra- sign and trade deals. Um, anytime a, a guy that wants to make a chase at a ring, or or you know, he's in his prime and it's not working out, you're always going to be in the mix to get something. Uh, which is which is exciting as a franchise. I think the Rams are there, and and Vaughn Miller is, is an elite player. I, if he's got any sort of juice left, yeah, it's going to be a big time pickup. And it's like, I mean, defenses are already double and triple teaming Aaron Donald, and then Leonard Floyd, who leads the team in sacks, is having basically a Pro Bowl, almost All Pro year, probably. And now you add Vaughn Miller. Who do you who do you block? Yeah, well, I mean, Von Miller's going to get some one-on-one on the outside, and like I said, they're going to have to end up pulling in a running back more often, tight ends more yeah. often to chip him. Uh, and, and Aaron Donald's going to get his same, his same, you know, double teams. Floyd will probably get maybe a little bit better looks, but for the most part, it'll be straight up. It'll just be if Von Miller's going to be able to take advantage of of what they're doing. Definitely. Know? Now, and it's... not not being double teamed. Yeah, and I mean, going going back to the approach of the franchise, it's just it's crazy because the team was criticized for getting rid of players like Sammy Watkins, Marcus Peters, Todd Gurley, all these big names that the this team has had since being in LA and since Sean McVay has become the coach, and they've made trades, trading for a Jalen Ramsey, trading for a Matthew Stafford trading for a Vaughn Miller and it's just like that commitment yeah to yep. winning and, and trying to be the best team possible week in and week out it's letting it's ta- reassuring as a fan letting talent walk is is not easy it, it's it's you know Belichick kind of mastered it uh the Se- Seattle has done well at it you, you know you got it there's an ex- expiration on all these guys and it sucks because they do so much for you but you know letting go of guys at the right time is is a is a skill and they can really dominate and, and help a franchise. And people criticize the Rams' approach for trading all these draft picks away, but it's just like, for me, I, I tweeted out, it, it's like, I will trade unproven draft picks for proven talent every time and twice on Sundays. Like, well, especially like, in in you know in Los Angeles, you'll you'll be able to be in the free agent like running. Right. You know, you'll be able to sign players. Like, there's certain markets that you know your draft picks 
need to be valued more because that's the only way you're going to get talent, you know, is, is through drafting LA trading draft picks, I think is, is smart. Same with the Lakers do it. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, it's, it's yeah. Let them fly. They're, they're asset. They're, they're a more valuable asset to other teams than they are to you because realistically you're going to always be trying to just get the, the best available talent. Right. Right. And, and you'll be on the running for it because players want to come play in Los Angeles. And with an owner like Stan Kroenke, who's got a whole lot of money. Cause I mean, let's be real. He owns the Rams and he also owns a soccer team in England. I, be, I believe it's Arsenal. Uh, um, yeah. All of these owners are pretty rich. They're rolling. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they don't really mind spending money so if it means want, their team's going to win. It's just if they want to spend it or not. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, we, we got the Rams winning that game on Sunday Night Football. Now, Monday Night Football, we got the Chicago Bears at 3-5. and five. They're going to Pittsburgh to take on the 4-3 and three Steelers. The Bears, they're coming off a loss to the 49ers in a game that was really back and forth. But at the end of the day, the team with the rookie quarterback took a loss. Uh, but Justin Fields for sure had his moments in that game, no doubt. Uh, his rushing touchdown where he scrambled and, and looked like a young Mike Vick, I think, was was just insane no people yeah great great clip you've you've always been high on justin fields you think he's the best quarterback in this I do. draft class i do i'm ready i'm ready for him to pop i think this bears team is is set it's got a nice core of talent and and moving forward it's gonna be a good football team yeah and then the steelers they're coming off a gritty win over the the browns to get a much needed division win to take them over 500 for the season i got the steelers winning this game Big Ben, Mike Tomlin, the tenacious Steelers defense in prime time against a rookie quarterback in Justin Fields. I, j I just think the Steelers are going to take care of business with this one. Yeah, I, I like the Steelers as well. Unfortunately, the the you know the Bears are a year away. They're they're a year or two away. They're they're still kind of building and getting there. Their quarterback's young. Their running back is hurt. Um, it's 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 just uh it's just a point where it doesn't matter how good your defense is. They do have a really good defense with guys like Cleo Mack and Roquan Smith and Eddie Jackson and all these guys. But it's just not enough to beat. I mean, I think the Steelers team is, isn't necessarily that much better than the Bears. Yeah. I mean, they're not that much not further this year, ahead. At least. But they still have, I mean, they still have great coaching, great leadership, great, you know, good, good stars at, at essentially every position. Their defense is loaded with playmakers, big Ben's out there. Uh, somehow still kind of getting it done. Yeah. But uh, I, I like the Pittsburgh Steelers in a kind of a eh, game. Yeah. I mean, Monday Night Football should be a little bit more exciting it's than this kind of, game. It, it's kind of middle of the road. I don't necessarily see either one of these teams making a playoff push. Yeah. I, I Like like the Steelers obviously could do it because it's the fucking Steelers. We never – you know, you can never really count them out as a franchise, but this team this year, I don't I don't see them making a push. Yeah, I mean, I, I've said tonight that the the division is wide open in the in the AFC North, and I I still think that the Steelers have a chance to somehow maybe squeak out a division win. No, they do, absolutely. But it's it's not looking likely with the with the way the Ravens are playing. So I, yeah. I definitely see what you're saying. Yeah, the Ravens and the Bengals are playing well. Cleveland's kind of just figuring it out in the middle of the road with Pittsburgh. Yeah, so it really could go. You know. Any one of these four teams that gets a dub this weekend, they could be feeling like the, they're the ones. Yep. All right. Uh, that wraps it up for picks of the week. You got anything else before uh, before we get out of here? No. Nope, no. Nope, we're, we're rocked. All right. 
Um, before we get out of here, uh, we just wanted to express our sincerest condolences to the family of the 23-year-old uh, Tina Tintor, driver of the, the vehicle that Henry Ruggs III crashed into in the wee hours of Tuesday morning yesterday. Uh, obviously, I'm sure everyone heard what happened with Henry Ruggs, formerly of the Las Vegas Raiders. He was released by the team. Uh, he was involved in a DUI crash that resulted in the death of the other driver, uh, 23-year-old Tina Tintor. Um, he was driving a Corvette 156 miles an hour, uh, and I believe at the time the airbags deployed, uh, it said that he was going about 127 miles an hour. Uh, he had a BAC, a blood alcohol content level, uh, more than twice the legal limit with a passenger also in the car and a loaded gun. Um, just just an awful situation caused by... And the gun was his or wasn't? They don't... I, that hasn't been... I'm sure, sure it was or they would have reported. I mean, he hasn't been charged with anything yeah, gun-related, yeah, so yeah. I got to assume it was his and registered properly and all of that, but it was just noted in the report that it was also in the car. Um, but, I mean, it, this is this is just an, an awful situation caused by a, a clear choice. These were, kinda, Ma- these were the kind of things that were kind of worrisome about the NFL being in Las Vegas. 100%. 100%. I remember and, specifically and, bringing this, and this concern kid, you know, up. And Henry Ruggs is a kid. You know, you He's hate, 22 years old. You hate to judge a kid. I mean, you made a mistake. Obviously, it was stupid and life was lost. Um, but, it, you know, it, it's essentially like two lives have been lost. Essentially. Uh, I mean, it, it, you know, it's just a horrible, horrible thing. Um, it sucks that, that he didn't have better people around him at that night to not let him go out. Uh, obviously, you want people to drive safer than that, but... You're a 22 year old kid with millions of dollars in the bank. You know, no excuses. Yeah, but I mean, you go he, out and party, he, and you're you're living in Vegas. You're living a certain lifestyle in Vegas of uh, uh, partying. And I mean, it was late, three forty in the morning. You know, so it's it's it sucks that he felt like he had to drive. You know? Yeah, I mean, he, he's someone who had all of the resources available to him to to avoid this type of scenario. Yet. He still chose to get in the car and drive when he clearly shouldn't have, and and now he has to live with those consequences. He it's he gonna, made his he made his first court appearance today. He he was wearing a neck brace because of how bad his injuries were yeah. in this accident. So it's like he he's gonna have to live with the consequences of what happened the rest of his no, life. And, and, and it's gonna be tough on his mentals. He'll be lucky if he doesn't you know spend some time in jail. I I think there's no way possible he doesn't spend time in jail yeah it's tough you just never know you know it's you just never know how these kind of things will play out eventually you know if he settles with the family or you know they get the charges reduced and it's like house arrest for a couple years i could see it going either way i could see him you know being charged with some jail time but uh i mean yeah it's it's him being that drunk definitely hurts him the most yeah and the speed of how fast he was going. Yeah. But it's it's just a, a terrible situation overall. And obviously, uh, we we had to talk about it. And we, we wanted to express our condolences to the family of, of the other driver who whose life was lost in this unfortunate, unfortunate circumstance. Yeah. No, I mean, just, it's, it's surprising that everyone's not dead. 
Honestly. Like, Honestly. That's, 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 you know, that's more, it, it feels like it's, it's pretty crazy they're not all dead. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's really no e- no good or, or easy way to end the episode on, on a note like that. But with that, that wraps up episode 218 of the TSK Show. For Tyler Pacholke, I'm Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. We appreciate you all so much for listening to us. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Sports Kingdom show. Peace.